Woohoo! We're back with another episode of Super Pop Writers Room. Uh, another little, uh, hope you know, short-ish review uh, of a brand new movie out in, exclusively in theaters this weekend called The Night House. Uh, and I'm joined by Foster. Hello again. Again. Uh, <laughs> um, so again, Foster coming on because we were talking about this. Is, this is interesting too because as we were talking about during the episode, I had not had The Night House on my schedule, um, and so we kind of did a like really impromptu really brief um how are we feeling about the night house coming out mm-hmm. um uh will you remind the people what did, what did you like what was your thought about this movie a week ago uh so i i had heard of this movie like a year and a half ago because i think that's when it was at some festival somewhere and i know i know the director david bruckner um from he did a movie called the ritual which was on netflix which i had seen uh I I know he's famous because he did a lot of shorts in like VHS and some other stuff. I haven't seen them, but uh, from what I understand, his shorts were always the standout. Um, And so I I was looking forward to this, but I don't even know that I realized it was coming out this weekend until you brought it up. Yeah. uh, I mean, I I was really intrigued by these trailers and then nobody claimed the right for for it for the site. And so I was like, all right, yeah. I'll do it. Um, and I haven't yet written that review, but uh, it's on the list of things to do today. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, this is uh, kind of a movie that I don't know. I, th- I feel like um, none of the three movies that have come out this week are like necessarily big movies. They're all movies that like I feel like have big budgets behind them. But I don't think any of them are like, yeah, who who all was out there this week? Like, we got to see the protege, you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> And it's not quite horror season yet, so there's not quite that Nighthouse vibe. And, you know, with Reminiscence, do an HBO Max thing. and Just have only seen promo of it on um, in the theater. But, um, you know, but maybe. Anyway, uh, The Nighthouse. Uh, all right. So, Foster, did you like this movie? Love it, hate it, dislike it, or think it's just okay? I think I loved it. Me too! Except I don't think yeah. I know I loved it. I really love yeah, this I... one. <laughs> It's just this one's a thinker. Like you got to watch it. I got to watch it another time to process That's it. Fully. It's one of those. Yeah. I left the move. I left the theater, and I was wondering. Like I, I'm not sure I ever want to see this movie again, but I loved it. And no, I've already. I want to see it again as soon as I possibly mm. can. I freaking love this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, and and here's the thing that I said. I tweeted about this, and I wrote this in my review from a non-horror fan, from somebody that doesn't like horror movies. This does all the things right. Yeah, it does. It does so many things right, and oof. Um, what, all right, what? Where do we want to start? What are the? Uh, yeah, I, uh, uh, yeah. We Rebecca want Ferguson, maybe. Uh, Rebecca Hall, you mean? Or sorry, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're talking about reminiscence. Sorry, Rebecca Hall. Two Rebeccas. All right, this is going to be one of the first of many instances that I reference the Invisible Man because these are very similar movies. Sure. Um, she is as good as Elizabeth Moss is in The Invisible Man, which is saying something. Yeah. Um, she's excellent. Uh, and she's kind of she's really good. Visiting her re- filmography recently, she's been in just like a bunch of either great or terrible stuff, you know, because she's got mm-hmm. like The Town and then she like hasn't had anything for the last couple of years. You know, not since like Iron Man 3. <laughs> yeah, there's there's one movie that I've not seen, but it's been on my radar for a while called Christine. I, I don't really know much about it. I just know that... The, everyone who watches that movie says oh my gosh where has rebecca hall been all these years why has she been in these supporting performances when she's this good and Mm -hmm. so that's that's one i want to check out but she's so good in this movie yeah she's really excellent i'm for sure 
gonna be mad if she doesn't get some Oscar Oscar recognition. Yeah, if if history is any indication, she will not be nominated. Uh, right. Like if if Tony Collette was not nominated for Hereditary and Lupita Nyong'o was not nominated for Us. Well, there is one difference. That we're, there Man. is one difference that we're talking about, and those were all. <laughs> February, March releases. Mm, this okay. is an August release, so it's a little closer to award season. This has some Sundance buzz to it, whereas I don't think the or yeah. I don't know. You said maybe Sundance. I don't know. This has some like past festival buzz to it, um, yeah. and yeah, but yeah, you're right. Like as much of Hereditary relies on Tony Collette, as much as The Invisible Man relies on Elizabeth Moss, as much as uh, well, no, the, us us is very much a collaborative. Lupita Nyong'o mm-hmm. is the standout, but. Yeah, yeah, or Midsummer, Florence Pugh. Right, right, right. Well, I haven't seen it, so I'll take your word on it. Um, oh, well, she's great. <laughs> that's what people tell me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she is. Uh, <laughs> she she is worth uh, whatever awards she gets this year. She's she's really terrific. She is. Um, yeah, I mean, like that scene uh, where the, the the mom comes to confront her. She's like, it's "I've been so, wondering why I'm here because I got to see." <laughs> Well, yeah. my husband shot himself in the head that day, so that you you knew Sorry. it was coming too. When that when that obnoxious parent comes in, you're like, she's gonna she's gonna make her uncomfortable. She's she does that a lot. It's, it's like it's a weirdly funny movie too, because you know Rebecca Hall, even though I mean her husband dies right before the events of this movie, but mm-hmm. but she kind of delights in making other people uncomfortable about it in this weird way throughout. Well, yeah, I mean, she's clearly going through the grieving process. She's yeah, clearly yeah, yeah. still mourning. And I was wondering, is this going to be something like the Babadook where all of this stuff is a figment of her imagination and her grief process? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very much not the case. Um, won't be clear about that. Yeah. I think there is, you know, some symbolism on there's maybe some things that aren't real. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, like I, there may be some things that is hallucinations. Uh, and there's one or two times that she like wakes up and sh- and like I I wonder like because there's a moment where she like looks out her window and sees her husband standing at the dock and then she like just wakes up. It's like yeah, it's like how do you go to sleep after that? You don't. So I'm gonna take that mm-hmm. to be that was a hallucination, uh, maybe still caused by the cause of the terror in this movie. Um, so uh, yeah, she's excellent. Uh, th- this. That yeah, that scene where where the mom comes in, um, she's great, and I mm-hmm. think that the friend too. Um, I don't know her name, Sarah, Sarah Goldman, I think. Um, she's from like Barry, that. and yeah, yeah. she's great in Barry too. So, um, her, yeah, the, both of them are the standouts. There's not really anybody else in this movie. This is very much a Rebecca Hall singular focused mm-hmm. movie with uh, everybody else is very minimal screen time. Um, yeah and like like you were talking about i think one of the reasons this works so well for me is because you can interpret it literally or you can go like the metaphor route as with a number of horror movies recently i feel like you can i don't know it is what you make of it i guess if you if you choose to go a little deeper there is a lot a lot of stuff you can i don't know uncover about what what the movie's trying to say but it also does give you some some literal explanations yeah. Um, without diving too much into spoilers, um, uh, gosh, um, I guess I guess maybe this is another thing we sh- we could talk about. Um, on a scale of like one to ten, um, like how frightened were you from this movie? I was pretty scared during this. I w- I was tensed the whole time. Uh, are, are you normally? I'm gonna, like I'm a... gonna give it like an eight or a nine. 
Are you normally like a get scared easily person? Um, so I really like horror movies in general. I, I, I think with horror movies, you have to allow yourself to get scared because there's some people who can watch any horror movie and it's just like, it's not real, you know, and they're sitting in the back with their arms crossed, but I, I like getting scared. So I usually give myself into it. And so, okay. yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. I think the last one that scared me was this much was hereditary for me personally. Yeah. Hereditary is a scary movie for sure. Um, I'd probably be inclined to agree with you. Um. Yeah, and very similar feelings to like how I felt during The Invisible Man. Um, this is a mm. very tense, anything could happen at any minute movie. Uh, and so there's a constant tension. Like I could feel my shoulders like loosen up as soon as the credits started rolling. Yeah. Um, but but this is also like when the movie wants to be scary, it can be really scary. And mm-hmm. I saw this in a theater with, with two other people that I didn't come with. There was three individual people that came and saw this movie and sat throughout mm-hmm. the theater. I was one of them. <laughs> And, uh, and I sat in the middle of the theater, which was the farthest back. (laughs) And I like, there was one moment where like, everything is crazy loud. I know what it is. It's it's so good. It was really scary. (laughs) And like, I was like looking around the theater, like looking to see, is there something behind me? And also because if I react, because I normally don't react well to these things, is somebody going to laugh at me? (laughs) Uh, I thought this did a really good job. Very, also very similar to like haunting a Hill house where like, it's not Mm -hmm. jump scares. Um, There's shots in this movie that you look at the conjuring or Annabelle or, any horror movie that's ever existed uh, and you're like, all right, well, the camera has her positioned at one complete end, which means the camera's going to pan and we're going to see something stand behind her or something like that. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to get terrified. But it's like, that's not the case at all. Um, yeah. There is, there it is no jump play scares. with that a lot. Mm-hmm. There might be one or two jump scares, but like, yeah, there's, just there's rely the, on it. the one you were talking about the, it's pretty shocking, but it, it's pretty cool. I think I, cause there's never really been one like that if that makes sense. Um, I mean, mean, we can talk about it later. Wasn't there something similar in us? Like, Hmm, maybe I've only seen that once in the theater friend's house. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen it too. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, this movie was frightening. Um, a little bit, a little bit more than I thought it was going to be, but that's okay because it's, um, yeah, I was expecting more of a thriller and less of a horror. And this is a very good balance yeah, of the two. And my last note is this is my favorite horror film since Sinister, which is hmm. maybe my favorite straight horror film. You know, my favorite horror films are Shaun of the Dead and Tucker and Dale versus Evil and Cabin in the Woods. Um, but those aren't mm-hmm. true horror films. They're horror comedies. Um, this is, yeah, this is up there for me. Uh, my favorite yeah horror movie since i i like this more than hereditary um yeah. i like this more than uh the conjuring i like i really like this one uh yeah really loved it i i really liked hereditary um mostly because of tony collette i just think she's kind of a, a force in that movie but uh, oh, yeah, this would absolutely. be my favorite since hereditary as far as horror movies go that's high um, praise. Yeah, because you like horror movies. I do like horror movies. I've seen uh, like I, six since Sinister. <laughs> yeah, I, as as far as the horror goes, it's just it's kind of even if you don't like horror movies, it's undeniable how how good uh, the director David Bruckner is at creating the horror sequences because they're pretty creative. Some of them, like uh, the the there's a there's a moment that we 
alluded to a couple of times, but there's like a 10 to 15 minute sequence. That's just nonstop horror things that happen, mm-hmm. uh, around <laughs> to, to, like towards the end of the first act, I guess that, that is one of the, one of the scariest sequences for me. Like it's kind of unrelenting and the whole movie too, just has like this sort of uneasy tone through it. You're never really relaxed. Like right. even, even when she's, you know, at the school at where, where she works or, I don't know. You're you're just always on edge. You know that anything could happen at any moment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, gosh, um, do you have any negatives about this movie? Um, I don't because uh, I'm a I'm like at a four and a half out of out of five stars. Yeah. Uh, I think there's really only one issue I have with it, but I want to hear yeah. yours first. I don't I don't have any like strong negatives the only thing for me is i felt like that it ended a little bit abruptly for me and and i was actually surprised it was it was over i, I thought we had like half an hour left because i was really into it but um that's why i say i feel like i have to watch it another time to decide like it, it could go up a little bit or down a little bit uh upon rewatch yeah i think it's the i think it is the right place to end it but you're right it did feel a little abrupt and i don't know that i understand like what the consequences of the ending are um and but i don't think the movie is interested in answering that um Mm -hmm. and also like i feel like this is maybe another thing i feel like the trailers led me astray because the trailers really make this look like there's a mirrored parallel house almost like this house is going to wind up being like a portal Mm -hmm. to an upside down or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, that's kind of it's not anything remotely close to that, and I think the movie's better for it. Um, but the uh, uh, and I don't think that's a spoiler to say what a movie isn't. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the other thing is, um, I feel like the pacing in this movie is sometimes a little off. I think for the most part, it's really great. It's a slow burn. It's slowly building intensity. I just think probably the first half hour of this movie maybe just needs the slightest bit of something needs to happen or whatever. Cause like we're getting a lot of setup um, mm-hmm. because we find, you know, the opening scene is her getting back from the funeral. And then like, there's minor weird things that happen. And eventually, you know, she's having visions and she's going to school and fighting her grief, um, trying to just suppress it. Um, all that there's, there's, we get the note, um that mm-hmm. uh we we don't know what it means um and uh, and we do you know understand how he kills himself and all that i just feel like uh uh maybe maybe it's maybe it's a little shorter of the movie than i actually thought um mm-hmm. but like the fr- it feels like that first little bit um it just felt like it took a while to set up and a lot of the stuff that it did set up um you could have was just inferred like i i mm-hmm. felt you didn't quite need as many scenes showing me the state this person is in. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, maybe, maybe on rewatches that would change. I just, I thought it took a while to get into um, what the, what the movie's actually doing. Mm-hmm. So. I, I was fine with the, that opening stuff with, with her character. I didn't, I didn't find it moved too slowly, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. And it's literally the smallest, you know, minor inconvenience that I'm not sure how mm-hmm. I feel. Um, yeah, on a rewatch, maybe I'd be, mm-hmm. you know, and honestly, on a rewatch on a movie like this, I might be inclined to when setup is so important to just skip through the first 30 minutes, you know, like, yeah, I got mm-hmm. it. I know what happened, but I, but Rebecca Hall is just so good. I wouldn't. She's so good. I'd There's so many my good character scenes. moments. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, because there's there's not only we talked about the one where the mom comes in, but there's the one where they're all out for drinks on that that yep. night. There's, <laughs> um, you know, and there's the scene where she goes to the bookstore. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she. Gosh, she's so good. I know. <laughs> all right. Uh, any other spoiler-free thoughts? No. I, if if there were any any justice in the world, I I think Rebecca Hall would get nominated. That's my final thought. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I'll add is, uh, if if you can go see this movie in a the theater, um, mm-hmm. if you are comfortable going to theaters, if you are um, have theaters around you that are open, uh, all that. Like, if you are back to the movies, um, go see this one in a the theater. It will enhance your experience. I am so grateful I saw it in the theater as opposed to at home on HBO Max or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know it helps that right now it's only playing on theaters. I can't wait to watch this one again. Um, and again and again and again. So, uh, yeah. Well, there, there you go. Uh, the night house, we both loved it. Um, well, Foster thinks he loves it. <laughs> I <laughs> definitely love it. Uh, I, a little bit of spoilers, uh, coming up. Uh, I really recommend you stay away from spoilers if you haven't seen this movie. Yeah, get but, out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for real, get out. Um, because there's, you're going to want to experience this movie yourself. Um, and so here we go. Here's your official spoiler warning. Um, I really loved what wound up being the force of evil that I think we're supposed to assume a demon, um, Mm -hmm. because there's two or three times where she mentions that she survived the car accident, that she was declared dead and how she sees nothing on the other side and how that wound Mm -hmm. up tying back into, she's had a demon following her and then possessed her husband. And then the whole thing about like, he's been killing girls similar to her to try to keep the demon at bay. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. and then you know, to try to keep her safe, and then eventually realized I've just got to kill myself. It's the only way to keep her safe, like because he's mm-hmm. inhabiting me. Like, or, like I love that narrative. Um, yeah, yeah. kind of how they made it tie in to her past trauma, which wasn't necessarily needed or anything like that. Um, I think it was great storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's a, a like a middle segment of the movie where you think. As, as she's uncovering more about her husband, she's looking through the, the phone and stuff like that. You're thinking, did he have an affair? Is he like secretly a serial killer and he's stalking these people? And then it takes the more sort of supernatural turn at the end. Um, that's that's the one section of the movie that I'm wondering how it how it plays upon rewatch. Because there's, there's a huge element of mystery where you're with Re- uh, Rebecca Hall, not Ferguson, <laughs> and, you're, and you're trying to, to figure out uh like like what is the deal with her husband like what was going on and so there is a lot of the movie that i feel like was devoted to that and i'm i'm hoping that still is as engaging as it was the first time i think it will be and i think it's because so much of that is as informative it's as character building i mean because we're seeing the distrust that is growing in rebecca hall's character to her husband mm-hmm. uh but we're also like we don't find out about the whole like her dying in the car accident for four minutes until Mm -hmm. after she goes, gets a drunk with the friend uh, Mm -hmm. because she tells her when she's drunk. Um, Yeah. Like that's the first time we hear about it. So like there's a lot of character pieces that really contribute to what the movie is going for um, that Mm -hmm. really get there. And um, I also appreciate like how I I really loved black bear from last year. Um, Okay. I didn't see it. It's it's not a horror movie. It's it's a it's a drama. Uh, it's really good, but Black, Black Bear is a very similar like setting and I kind of felt perplexed by the end of the movie and but like 
I like I didn't know what I just saw, but I really loved it, and I know exactly what I saw in this one. I really I, so I liked how as ambiguous as the ending is. Um, I think there was enough finality that I'm good with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but like I was expecting by the marketing, I was expecting you know because we see her like searching for labyrinth books, and we see her like you know with the mirrored house, which mm-hmm. I think is a figment of hallucinations i don't like because there is he starts to build one yeah he starts to build one i think it's just very unfinished but the the completed mirror house i think she sees in like the visions the the nothing demon where she sees all the all the different girls that are similar to her yeah but i think he literally did start to build that house and that's where he brought the girls to try and sort of trick the nothing thing into right and that's where he buried them yeah so yeah because nothing wants beth in the same way like you can think of it i guess what would you say the metaphor is like grief and depression that sort of thing where the nothingness is trying to consume her in that yeah way? I th- yeah i think that's i think that's the right one uh yeah and, yeah that, and, that, not, that literal nothing is trying to consume her is i couldn't put it better myself yeah and then the end i guess is like her friends are the ones who saves her like like her friend kind of brings her out, breaks her out of it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's definitely, that's definitely there because she's ready to pull the trigger and partly due to her newfound will to survive. And the two people we've seen her interact with being there at her most, mm-hmm. um, most needed time. Um, I was just expecting this movie to like be like a literal mirror house. Like the husband was doing something shady and secretive. Or he was, or it was like a, like I said, like a portal to to the upside down or something like Mm -hmm. that. Uh, And I'm so happy this movie didn't go in either of those directions. Um, And the other thing is I was, I was wondering, is this movie going to end like the Babadook where there is no literal monster. It's, you know, a metaphor. It's a figment of Mm -hmm. imaginations. Just like this movie is an entire metaphor. And I do appreciate the Babadook, but I don't like it. Um, Yeah. And I was wondering, am I going to have that experience where um, if this movie is all just a metaphor for grief or a metaphor for suffering or a metaphor for moving on? Like, I, I don't I don't know that I would have liked it. Uh, I might have appreciated it, but I wouldn't like it. And I think there's enough here that does do that metaphor, metaphorical stuff. But having actual substantive danger is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And, and and because we get to spend so much time with the Rebecca Hall character, I care whether or not she dies. Um, mm, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and because we see her as a human and a human that even though she has those moments where she goes off on, you know, she doesn't really go off where she, you know, slips and uh, maybe doesn't treat this mom of one of her students well, even though, you know, the mom was the worst person. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like, like she's the real we, demon. We, we care about her and we, and she is yeah. ultimately the victim here. Like she is legitimately the victim, not like, you know, some of these times you watch these movies and you're like, you're kind of asking for it or like, you know, mm-hmm. but like literally she's the victim from the very beginning with, you know, being a widower and um, mm-hmm. you just, yeah, you just kind of want to see her uh, get out of it. It does, although it does kind of make me wonder like, Never mind. I'll take that back because there's a comment that she got married young at some point because they were married for 14 years, which mm-hmm. number one for the husband to go through that for 14 years and to trick the demon for 14 years, like mm-hmm. 
dude is a saint. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I think it, I don't know if it was 14, was it? I think some, she something said they were, happened like they were about to a be year ago. Oh, no, no, their marriage, I think, is that long. But I'm not sure if the, I think something about when the husband started sleepwalking or something was maybe only like a year or two ago, something like that. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, I could be wrong. Was... I need to rewatch it. Well, I was wondering, like, does, oh, you know, for him to last a year, I mean, she almost didn't last a week. Um, mm-hmm. uh, for the, um, um, like, if that's where she encounters nothing is when she was in a car accident when she was, like, what, 17 or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, I think we're supposed to assume late high school. Um, like, what has kept nothing at bay for the last however many years, you know? Uh, Man, this is the best yeah. Final Destination movie ever. <laughs> yeah, I I think, so nothing is after Beth specifically, right? Like, nothing is not after her husband, Owen, right? And that's, he's using Correct. He's Owen using, to get to Beth. Yes. And they never really explain why. And I think it's because like, of that 17-year-old car crash thing. Like, she came into contact with nothing, and now nothing wants her back. Right, but I mean, like, then why use the husband? Why not just possess her? Yeah, I don't know. Like, is the, I don't think they explain it, at least not in clear terms, or at least not in, like, maybe they do in terms that we'll understand on a second viewing once we have the whole picture. Um, yeah. I mean, also, it is just a horror movie, and like all, like all the Conjuring movies, it's like, what is the logic behind these demons that are trying to just, like, <laughs> sp- spook um, the family by, like, rattling... But I mean, like, at least with that, you have, you know, uh, a lot of times they just chalk it up to like, uh, restless spirit attached to the home or something like that. And like, I just, I don't know that there was a rationale given and I would like to, you know, figure out like why he was going for the husband instead. Maybe it's because it would, you know, inevitably ruin them both. Um, so two instead of one, you know, I have a feeling that an evil presence like that would rather have two. um, Mm -hmm. Like, I wonder if it's like that, or I wonder if it was maybe with some sort of encounter that she had uh, with nothing, like maybe it kind of prevented nothing from, you know, in- interacting with her, at least in a in a mm-hmm. different way. But it's just like, why, why now? Why this avenue? Why? Like, I feel like there's a lot of whys that I, I would like to be answered um, upon a rewatch. And again, I wonder mm-hmm. if they're in there. We just don't know like where we just don't know like what what goes on now um mm-hmm. well also what do you make of the the note that her husband left behind that there is nothing nothing is after you you're safe now i feel like if he's if he's trying to alert to her that nothing is a real thing it, perhaps it would have been helpful if he wrote nothing is a is a an actual demon that's trying to get after you rather than the vague thing unless there's some reason why he couldn't no, I think he was All right, so I think he was trying to do his best to explain what was going on, but knowing that you know everybody like the cops are going to see this letter and investigate it and you know they wouldn't know what's going on, but if he's mm-hmm. but if he says something, you know, they could chalk it up to being a crazy person. Um and they still might have I don't know, like I wonder if it was you know, almost like a deep secret message. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think clearly he's trying to say, you're right. There is nothing. And it's been after you for a while. Um, but don't worry. Like it's not going to be after you anymore because it's with me. And if I kill me, then it goes too. which 
Hmm. I don't, which it seems like it was more so interacting, almost like maybe like the Amityville horror, how it doesn't necessarily possess somebody just whispers in their ear, you know, kill your family or something like that. And, and then, it, yeah. You know, and maybe, maybe he just didn't fully understand it. Cause that's, he, that's why he goes to the bookstore to look at all those occult books. Cause he's yeah, not I mean, really I, sure. I would highly doubt he understands it. And it yeah. also seems weird that like the only the things happen at the house, but like mm-hmm. there's, but like he's not attached to the house, nor is he attached to a person. So like, why not do something at the bookstore? Why not do something at the school or whatever? Like, um, I guess maybe because she's alone and you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so yeah. Um, all right. What do you, what do you think of this ending? Uh, we, we said it was kind of abrupt. Like, what is your, what is your takeaways? Do you think that nothing is actually gone or do you think that she just knows how to beat him now, which is not give in or, you know, be, let others help you or like, what do you, what do you think, you I, know, what do you think is next? Cause Never mind. I asked you. What do you think is next? <laughs> I, I think the idea is that that was her lowest moment on that boat where she's, I mean, literally physically, you can just see the depression weighing her down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in that lowest moment when she's holding the gun, she decides not to kill herself, I guess, was the was what was possibly going to happen. And since she made it through that lowest moment, she's able to live with the nothingness and it can't have a hold on her anymore, even though it's still there. Does that make sense? Like she's, she's going to go through the rest of her life and it's still going to be a part of her, but she's able to make it through with the help of her friends. That's the thing that I was thinking of as well. Is like, I don't get the sense that the nothing is gone. I just mm-hmm. get the sense that she feels more equipped now that she's know what she's dealing with and has overcome it in this one really powerful moment. I mean, in the same boat that her husband killed herself or killed himself with the same gun. Um, you know, like, I, I feel like finally, um, uh, you know, would allow her to overcome that. And, but like, I mean, that stuff's kind of wear on you and like, you know, I, I, I think for, for an ending that works fine, because again, if if we're going for the metaphorical aspect here, like grief doesn't just leave, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, when you lose a loved one, it doesn't just go away. Uh, when you're done with the funeral or anything like that. Um, Did so, you see an, an outline on the final shot of like the nothing on the boat? I didn't see it, but I was reading afterwards and you know how they have like the, the house contort yes, to I did. fit the shape of the face. Yeah. So there's one on, on the boat at the end suggesting um, that he's still there. I didn't see it though. And I felt okay. kind of like an idiot afterwards, no, but no, um, I did see it. It's a, it's a shadow cast on the water. Okay, okay, but so like, that's what he's it, there still, right? It's it's it would be easy for you to to, to, to it would be easy to miss, but I I yeah, I, 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 did. <laughs> I saw I saw what I thought would was a vague shadow cast on the water of a of a upper upper body of a person. Okay. Um, so I don't know if that was just unintentional and maybe, or maybe I saw something that, you know, they weren't intending to see, but no, I think it is intentional, but I guess maybe because it's a shadow, it's suggesting that he's now relegated to a lower position where he is no longer the one in control, even if he's still um, there. I mean, I, I more so got the example or the, the, 
the thought that we're now seeing it from the friend's perspective and the friends can't see nothing. So mm-hmm. almost more so like it's, it's there, but nobody except for her will ever know of its existence. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that makes sense too. Um, yeah. Now that you're mentioning, I did see that. I, I did, I did think I saw that. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's kind of abrupt and like, we don't really have a lot of answers, but like, I don't, I don't want this movie to spend another 20 minutes trying to give me answers of what's next. I think this was always about leading up to this moment. And now that this moment has passed, Mm -hmm. like the way the movie is set up is, is this isn't meant to be like the invisible man where, Oh, you figured out what was going on. And now you can live happily ever after knowing that he's not around. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think it ends at the right moment. It's just that I wasn't expecting it to end when I was watching I, it in the theater. I was, I was like, this is, this is that kind of movie. This is that kind of yeah. art house movie. That's going to, I know <laughs> to just end um, with. Yeah. To, to end at this really abrupt moment that leaves you completely satisfied and completely dissatisfied, you know, yeah. um, that perfect balance of like, gosh, like I feel like there's finality, but also what next. And yeah, mm-hmm. really good balance of that. Yeah. Did you have any, any specific scare moments that stood out to you? Yeah, I, I mean, there was the uh, the it was w- the when the radio gets blaring loud and oh my gosh, you know, th- that that was the one I was referring to. I think we kind of yeah. said that, um, and it, and it's like for like thirty seconds. It's for a long time. I know. Um, <laughs> it really like oof, you like sink into your seat. You're something's about to go down, and then right after that, you see those girls like jumping off the cliff, and yes. then one right right yes. past Rebecca Hall. That one that one got me too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got I got in a lot of an, like anticipation for scaring. Like, I got a lot of like, oh, they're gonna do something right now, and um, you know, they didn't. Um, mm-hmm. But I got a lot of that kind of like, oh, something's about to happen. I'm getting scared. Like, you know, not sarcastically. Yeah. Like, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> I know I sound sarcastic, but it's just like, yeah, scary. Something's demons. about to happen. I'm I'm really getting scared and getting really tense. But like, then nothing would happen. Like, I feel like there was a lot of that. Um, um his voice yeah. too the voice of the demon is really creepy like when it it sounds like uh in donnie darko frank the bunny that's mm-hmm. what it reminded me of mm, good comparison yeah like oh oh and when and when she's like in the bathroom and she like starts whatever making out with the invisible thing that she thinks is owen for a second and then and then she he, it says i'm not owen or something like that that was pretty creepy to me right yeah that was probably the only other moment that and then you know the subsequent you know shoving her head against the glass and like yeah you know her running through the staircases that are now shifting um mm-hmm. the walls that are now opening up um you know like all the stuff that there's no way well i guess I guess we're supposed to interpret that it's either all in her head or this entity is literally manipulating things. I don't think it matters. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, but that did, that did scare me. Um, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's that moment because I legitimately think like, this isn't following suit with, you know, with like the way I th- feel like the vibe of this movie is gone for them to just like hook up. But at the same time, <laughs> like, what if this is just her perspective of seeing, you know, he's, he's playing love songs on the radio mm-hmm. or it's maybe not a love song. It's, it's, it's a song that is important to them playing it on the radio to like, try to signal I'm still here. And like, I, you know, the assumption that this movie makes is any presence is a uh, scary, is a evil presence. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was wondering like, oh, are, is this going to be um, kind of like that? And then you're right. There's that. No, not Owen. And it's like, all right, mm-hmm. I I have no idea what's going on and I'm scared and run yeah. for your life, girl. And, yeah. then, she, and, then, and then she gets her head smashed against the glass and she's like mm-hmm. walking around, like barely being able to move. Oh, and um, contorts her into the position of that doll. That that uh, figure thing is is pretty creepy on its own. Oh That's yeah. Like a, oh yeah. A, a well designed horror artifact, I guess. That even just like <laughs> they just ominously have it placed on the table, and the camera is just like slowly moving in. Probably the other moment that scared me was um, when she went to the dock and noticed the watery footsteps. Uh, it was one of the first mm, things. Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, she goes to the opening gate, and then she can kind of see the footsteps. Um, and then I, I would say the bloody footprints as well on the dock, but also like that does end not scary because you know she says, "Owen, oh, like show me you're here, or whatever." And I think mm-hmm. that scene ends with like a, an embrace or a hug or something like that, or at least she gets really like they get really close, and like it's not a you know about to be strangled kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, strangled by a ghost kind of scene so um really i'll, I'll uh, so i guess i'll also throw both of the footprints on the dock scene yeah scenes. also i thought i thought when the i guess it was the nothing demon texting her <laughs> when, when if anyone's listening to this to this that hasn't seen the movie when when the demon's texting her on the phone and it's uh, through through owen's uh yeah contacts and it's like come downstairs or something like that Oh my gosh, that 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 creeps me out. Anything anything where people are home alone, but then they realize some something or someone else is in the home with them, that really creeps me out. Um, yeah, me too. Or, or like, which don't is be why, afraid. which is also why I don't like to watch <laughs> a lot of stuff because then I'm scared in my own home. Yeah, and then she goes uh, to the window, and he's just like out and proud on the on the on the on the beach or well, the dock. I mean, that was I think that was the hallucination because yeah, yeah. Again, how do you sleep after that? And mm-hmm. you know, she, his phone was clearly powered off, and like I think it was a induced hallucination from nothing. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think any of that literally happened. Um, I think there's a lot yeah. of this movie that I don't think literally happens, uh, at least until that final act. But uh, um, yeah, but it's definitely like intentional and is her real experience. Um, so. Uh, man, this movie just works on every level for me. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it, it frightened me. It made me tense. Uh, performances were incredible. It really drew me into the movie. It had me guessing until the very end. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, I really, this is my second favorite movie of the year. It's like number three for me on Letterboxd because one of them is Derek Delgadio's in and of itself, which mm-hmm. is not a movie. Um, you know, it's yeah. filming of a stage production. Um, well, filming of many stage productions edited together. Um, but uh, I only have Coda above this. Apple TV Plus is Coda. And, yeah, uh, I watched it uh, yesterday. Yeah. Fantastic. I know. <laughs> so this is, so, so uh, for like films, Coda, and then this, and then the Suicide yeah. Squad. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's That's kind of my... That's how much I love this movie. It's it's my second favorite movie of the year. Yeah, uh, beat out in the heights. It beat out the Suicide Squad. Um, mm-hmm. it beat I, out I also that I was excited for. Yeah, I love the Green Knight. I know you're not as high on that one, but that's oh, that's like probably top five for me as well. Sure. 
<laughs> sure. <laughs> Look, I, I get it. I understand it. Yeah. And I, I, I think after seeing the movie, uh, after doing some of the research, um, mm-hmm. I think it's one of the movies that I appreciate, but I don't think I want to see again because I almost fell asleep in the theaters because it's just boring. And <laughs> I like what the uh, you know, I, I can appreciate a movie, but not like it. And that's mm-hmm. what The Green Knight is going to have to go down to. Is a movie I didn't yeah. like, but I appreciate. And it's not, you know, taking me away from anything David Lowry makes in the future. Mm-hmm. So, um, He's doing Wendy and something. It's like a Peter Pan type oh, of Peter adaptation, Pan I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, something like that. Tell you what, that new A24 movie, Lamb, looks dope. I um, know. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> but you, you don't even need to see the A24 logo to know it's them. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, all right. Well, we're getting on to other things besides the night house. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't have anything more to say. I just really love this movie. Uh, yeah, I would me too. really recommend checking it out in a the theater. So, uh, all right. Well, that'll do it. Uh, thanks for, thanks for listening. If you made it this far and um, I don't know when the next time one of these will be, but uh, um, you know, it'll just kind of show up in your feed. So, be prepared at any minute for one, I guess. <laughs> it's pretty ominous. <laughs> yeah, just like the be ready. Just be, be prepared for anything. Yeah. Right. yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks, Foster. Appreciate you. Thank you.